This is the Seabed Daily Text. Then I woke up. 1 Peter two thirteen to 17 Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority, whether to the emperor as the supreme authority or to governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. For it is God's will that by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. Live as free people, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as God's slaves. Show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of believers. Fear God. Honor the emperor. Consider this, I never want to be self-indulgent with the daily text, but I request a point of personal privilege today. Before we get into the context of Rome, the emperor, and church, I want you to understand a little bit more of my own backstory and context. I want to read scripture well in its own context but I can never read it outside of my own context and life experience. These two realities are inextricably bound up together. Because we are headed into some territory where these contexts definitely collide with respect to my own story, I wanted to get my backstory into evidence. For better or worse, you will be the judge. It influences how I read. So I'm not asking you to indulge me, but to understand the witness. It will shape how you hear the biblical conversation we need to have about church and state and government and so forth. Before I turned 10 years old, I had met two presidents of the United States, a governor who would go on to be president, three congressmen from my state, and one of my senators. At that early age, I set my sights on public service, fixed my eyes on high office, and began the long journey to the top. I was a poster child for local, state, and national electoral campaigns. Door-to-door, rallies, you name it. I studied politics in college, and upon graduating, I took a job as a legislative aide in the United States Senate. And with the senator as my mentor, I entered law school. I wanted to be president. Then I woke up. I grew up in the local church. Had a very thin understanding of the gospel. Was loyal to Jesus without really knowing him. Had no concept of his kingdom. And pretty much thought faith was a ticket to the afterlife. Then... I woke up. It began with the very real experience that things in the world were not as they seemed or appeared to be. What began as a deep infatuation with the halls of apparent power became an utter disillusionment with the potential of government. What began as an utter dismissal of the potential of the church 
I knew as a powerless institution became a profound discovery of the real power and potential of the church Jesus is building. Yes, then I woke up. With a Juris Doctorate in hand, opportunities and offers from the White House to the Senate to the House of Representatives, I walked away. The government seemed to have all the power and yet none of the potential. The church seemed to have none of the power, yet all of the potential. I decided to go with the potential. I decided to follow Jesus. I took a job as the security guard at a local church in town. Everyone was shocked and so disappointed in me. We need good Christian leaders in our government, they would tell me. Somehow at the tender age of 25, I knew better. I had seen it. Good Christian leaders trying to make a difference in government invariably sell their souls to empire and have no idea of it. Power corrupts, and as the saying goes, absolute power corrupts absolutely. The last 100 years of world history narrates this story with painful precision all the way up to the present hour. Please, I don't want to be misunderstood on this point. I repeat, we do not need good Christian leaders in our government. We need called by Jesus, Holy Spirit anointed, servants of the kingdom of God leaders in our government. There's a major difference. This is the only way a federal constitutional representative democratic republic will endure. It is not about Christianizing the state or, for God's sake, politicizing the church, but the kingdom of Jesus leavening the government. Do you read me? Then I woke up. You can imagine my utter horror over the next 30 years of my life as I witnessed the church cozy up to court power and all but sell its soul to the machinations of the United States government. You can imagine my dismay at discovering just how deeply the church mimicked and mirrored the political establishment with its thinly disguised Republican and Democrat operatives wearing the sheep's clothing of so-called biblically-based conservative and progressive ideologies. I have had and will have no part in it. Government matters a lot. The government holds limited power and yet no potential to save the world. The church Jesus is building holds unlimited power and all the potential to save the world. The church Jesus is building is not subject to the government. In fact, it is just the opposite. God created government. This is why we, as the followers of Jesus, as his church, 
must have a very clear, clean, and unconventionally humble relationship to the state. In a 21st century federal constitutional representative democratic republic, this relationship must be more nuanced and sophisticated than with a first century dictatorial emperor. Those guys still exist in the world, and we must work as the church on those fronts too. In all of this, the question for all of us is how do we do this? Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority. Okay, so that's some of the backstory. Tomorrow we will begin to sort out first century government from 21st century politics. The prayer Jesus, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. To say you are Lord of heaven and earth is not to somehow place you at the top of a hierarchy that also includes Caesars and emperors and presidents. Forgive us for such thinking. You are in another category and realm altogether. You are the God. Jesus, you are my Lord and my God. Holy Spirit, awaken us to understand the place of government, the majesty of the church you are building, the kingdom of heaven, and the glory of God. Praying in Jesus' name, amen. The question, so does this conversation make you nervous, angry, ready to unsubscribe, eager, relieved, hopeful? We must follow the text, friends, wherever it leads. For The Awakening, I'm J.D. Walt.